1: now the mad
5: lad himself jank uger of the young turks favorite of this channel if i'm being perfectly honest it warms my heart that he would go out of his way to do this presidential campaign just for me just so i could make videos about it just so i can make money off of it really appreciate you buddy is now running for president. He has announced he did a 45-minute interview on the Young Turks. I wonder how he got that booking on TYT. I'm absolutely shocked that they would host him in this way. Totally not nothing nefarious or anything like that going on, but he has done it, and we're going to talk about it. Also, we're going to talk about the fact that Cenk Uger is to be president, and it might actually be illegal for him to take donations for a presidential campaign when he can't hold the office of president. But before we we do actualjusticewarrior.com join oh,
6: give me the money give you give me the money okay
5: early access to videos and all that via the secret video page and thank you to the podcast listeners spotify apple and google's podcasting platform
3: and i have filed i will be running for president of the united states of america and i have filed i will be running for president
5: so I just want to start off with this point because this is the first point that people bring up and it really shows their ignorance in a way that a lot of people don't understand. So a lot of people think Jank Uger is doing this for the money that Jank Uger is doing this out of some nefarious intent or whatever. It's a scam. But the thing is the FEC tightly regulates what you can spend campaign funds on. So it's not exactly easy for Jank Uger to be lining his pockets with this. Secondly, people are saying that Jank Uger is doing this in order to sell more books. And while I thought originally, when he was toying with the idea, this was a strategy to sell more books, now that he's actually done it, I just want to point out that Cenk Uger is following a regular presidential campaign where he writes a book, even though it took him years in order to do so, and he was selling it for three years, and then tries to use that book as his jumping-off point for running for president. So to be clear, I genuinely think that Jank Uger thinks that this is the right thing to do. He has convinced himself of this because as we've known throughout the years of my coverage, the man has an insane ego. So for all the people immediately attributing bad faith to him, I don't want to do that right off the bat. I want to say that he genuinely thinks he can do this, and honestly, it's funnier that way than him trying to scam people and commit federal fraud with campaign funds, which I think is a very dubious notion. But he is running, and his goal in running is pretty straightforward in that it's overly complicated and makes no sense at all.
6: So I do have a lot of questions. What I want you to explain is the logic behind what you're doing, right? Because... it it seems as though you think running is going to spark something in other potential candidates. So explain what the logic is.
3: uh, First of all, if Joe Biden drops out, everything is possible. Everything is possible. All the other candidates will come in, Governor Whitmer, Governor Shapiro, you name it, they will all come in and we'll have a real primary, which we should have had from day one. By the way, when we don't do primaries, Republicans get their message out in their primaries is constantly talking about Republican X or Republican Y. Democrats have gotten none of their message out. We need a real strong primary. So my job is to be basically Paul Revere. Biden's gonna lose, Biden's gonna lose, Biden's gonna lose. We gotta go now, we have to change that dynamic. So I'm gonna yes, pressure Biden to get out of the race.
5: So Jenk, to be clear, claims that he is running for president because he believes that Biden is going to lose. Now, in a previous video, I actually gave some analysis about how I think a lot of people are overconfident that Biden will lose going into 24. But let's set that aside for a second, because he said his goal is to get from 20 to 25% in the polling, which is not going to happen. And that will draw in other candidates. Again, something we discussed in a previous video. So So the idea is to create enough
3: pressure on Biden, and here's how you get the pressure. One of the ways you get the pressure is everybody thinks that I have almost no chance of winning, right? Well, let's keep it real. Everybody knows that, right? They're like, "Oh, your name is funny. You weren't born here. You're a progressive. You're an outsider, etc., etc., right? If I get to 20 or 25, panic sets in. There's no question panic sets in because there's two things that happen there. One, the other candidates go, Biden is enormously weak, right? Number two is Biden begins to realize the handwriting's on the wall. If this Jank Uber, who probably he probably can't pronounce, has gotten to 25. The handwriting's on the wall, he's gotta go. And by the way, Anna, the reason why this is realistic is because there are a lot of people in Washington inside the establishment that are trying to get Joe Biden to drop
5: out. But to be clear, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. already hit 20 points in the polls, and that did not cause the reaction that Cenk is talking about. Number two, and this is incredibly crucial... Cenk Uger is running against the incumbent President Joe Biden, who is a previous vice president and has 100% name recognition across the board. And the Democrats aren't really running a primary this go around. And in fact, they went out of their way to put Biden's strongest state at the front of their primary slate, just so it can be clear that Joe Biden is their guy. Cenk Uygur is somebody who has almost no notoriety. Sure, he's popular on the internet. He has a lot of YouTube subscribers. But as we saw, not just with Cenk Uger in his congressional race, but with Carl Benjamin when he ran for that position in the European or British Parliament, internet popularity does not translate to district popularity necessarily. So he doesn't have any hope of getting anywhere near 25% name recognition, let alone 25% support. And again, even if he did do that in the polls, they would just ignore him, a la Robert F. Kennedy Jr., and that would not solicit Biden to step down and all these other candidates to run against Cenk, and Cenk to beat all those candidates in order to be president.
6: I f- I really fail to understand how any potential Democratic candidate would see your run As a sign that they need to enter the race, I really do. I don't see. No, we
3: got to knock Biden out. There's no other way around it. We have to knock Biden out. So now, the guys who are not running currently, yeah, they're they believe in authoritarian rules, right? If the dear leader Joe Biden says, "I don't care if I'm 90 or 200," you will bow. They bow.
5: And so already, Jen Guger is running on a terrible, false premise. It's ridiculous and absurd. And I got to give credit to Anna Kasparian. And by the way, a lot of this comes from an emotional position from Anna Kasparian for calling out the fact that Jenks' plan makes no sense, that voting for him actually makes no sense, since Cenk is trying to solicit other candidates to run because it's all about beating Trump and not necessarily him winning.
6: In a recent interview with the Sitch and Adam show, you had described your congressional run for California's 25th district as the worst experience of your life. Uh, In that election, you received 6.6% of the vote. It was also the worst experience of my life. What makes you think that anything would be different this time around? Given the way the media treated you, given the stunts that the Democratic Party pulled against you, in order for your plan here to work, you just said it. If you start seeing support for you, 20 to 25% of the vote that seems like you got that support then maybe there'll be actual pressure for Biden to step down and not seek re-election.
5: Now, look, a lot of people are using this to say that Anna Kasparian doesn't believe in Cenk, she doesn't support his mission, she thinks he's a grifter, or any of these completely untrue and asinine things. Because if you look throughout the history of the Young Turks, Anna clearly and obviously believes in Cenk as a person and genuinely aligns with his policy goals and supports his methods in a lot of regards. However, she's talked about in the past and I believe she even mentions it in this interview, that Jenks' congressional run was incredibly difficult for her. First and foremost, they had to do this thing where they pretended that Cenk wasn't in charge of the Young Turks, which by the way, they're doing that right now, even though Jenk bungles it by asking for graphics that he asked them to make for him, or told him to make but he's pretending like he asked because he doesn't want to be coordinating with the company. I, I asked you guys if you would do graphics. Do you have those graphics or no? We do. As well as a bunch of attack and all that of a personal nature that she felt were completely unfair to jank so she doesn't want him to do this because she thinks it's bad for the company it's not going to work out for jank and it's going to subject them to a lot of nasty personal attacks that she's not quite ready for
3: okay now i'm going to say something that a whisper of a dream right i'm running to win i'm running for a number of reasons including to make sure that we get the best possible candidate but i'm definitely running to win And when people hear my message, I think they are going to be very excited that this message exists. Remember, people who watch mainstream media, I know it sounds shocking, but a lot of them have never heard this message. Never heard that Joe Biden didn't even try the public option, and that the public option is sitting at 68%. Two-thirds of the country wants it, and the Democrats will not try. And so the dream that I'm whispering is, well, if I win, then we are the Democratic Party.
5: Now, I also want to point out that Cenk Ugar keeps saying that he makes a better case for Joe Biden than anybody in the Democratic Party for Joe Biden, and he cites the number of jobs created under the Biden administration. Now, Cenk asserts this, and by the way, it's not an issue for him to assert this, but it's clearly an obviously missing context. A bunch of the jobs that came back post the pandemic that are counted in the created category or jobs that came back post pandemic. So he can't even make a case for himself.
3: He's at 19 points lower than Trump on jobs when he doubled the number of jobs that Trump created. I have made a better case for Biden on jobs than
5: he has. Of course, immediately, Jank puts out a stat that could not be more BS and missing context Because, again, mostly Democratic states completely shut down their economies, specifically forced people on unemployment. We then amped up the unemployment to incentivize people to leave their jobs. And when those programs ended, people just went back to work. And he's counting that as if those are new jobs created due to Biden administration policy. In fact... You can argue, and I do believe this, that a lot of these Democratic governors, while looking at what was going on in Florida and how things were fine when they did not lock down, were deliberately keeping the economy shuttered in order to damage the evil orange man as much as possible going into the 2020 election so jank wants to ignore all of that and say biden created all these jobs when in reality in actuality that's ridiculous and absurd and by the way jank even says let's compare three years to three years not count the pandemic under trump even though all of the job losses under trump would be during this lockdown period but whatever that's partisan politics and all that. What I want to get to is the main issue, which, of course, is Cenk Uger's complete and utter ineligibility for president.
6: So, Cenk, the, the big issue, the big obstacle uh, kind of standing in your way is the fact that you were born in Turkey. You immigrated to the United States at eight years old. You are a naturalized citizen. Uh, but my understanding is that only... U.S.-born citizens can run for president. Uh, You disagree with that. Why?
5: Now, the qualifications for president of the United States are pretty straightforward. There's three of them. One, you have to be a natural-born citizen of the United States or you had to be a citizen at the time of the adoption of the Constitution. Two, you have to be over 35. Three, you have to have 14 years of residency in the United States of America.
3: Yeah, the case law is completely on my side. So this conventional wisdom, we've all heard it. We heard it in 8th grade civics class and it's stuck in our heads. It was an easy thing to remember, right? Oh, If you're not born here. And by the way, there's 25 million Americans who are naturalized citizens. And every one of us has heard about 200 times in our lives, haha, you can't run for president. Now, look, guys, the people who say that, they just remember it from school. They don't mean any harm by it, right? But for those of us who hear it, what we're hearing is you're not really
5: fully American.
3: We don't trust you. You're from a
5: different country. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people will assert that because Cenk Uygur was born in Turkey, he's ineligible to be president of the United States. But it's actually more complicated than that. And let me explain it, because if Jenk's parents were American citizens, then he would be considered a natural-born citizen, not a naturalized citizen, and therefore eligible to be president. But the thing is, Jenk's parents at the time of his birth were not U.S. citizens, making Jenk a naturalized citizen, making him completely ineligible to be president of the United States. And Jenk tries to address this by making the claim that the Fifth Amendment to the Constitution— actually overturns the birthright citizenship requirement which is absurd and insane and we're going to go over to the case that he's citing because it's ridiculous
3: but that none of that matters the only thing that matters is the case law and the supreme court has already ruled in schneider v rusk I asked you guys if you would do graphics. Do you have those graphics or no?
6: We do. Yeah, let's yeah. Uh, put them. A- so,
3: uh, yeah, and and I wanted to show you guys this so you can see it with your own eyes. And thank you for uh, humoring me on that. And so this is from a law review article on University of Illinois, and it shows you definitively uh, that Schneider v. Rusk has already decided this issue.
5: So let's be clear about this. For those of you in the back, nothing in the Fifth Amendment at all whatsoever in any way, shape or form says that the requirements to be president were undone by the adoption of the fifth amendment the constitution was set up and accepted in 1789 the fifth amendment was ratified along with the other bill of rights in 1791
2: Order now
1: FighterFlare.com. flare.com And you would think
5: if this was the intent of the Fifth Amendment, that somebody in the Founding Fathers would have mentioned this at any point in time. But of course, there is nothing to suggest that. But Jenk says there's actually Supreme Court precedent, and that proves positive for sure that the Fifth Amendment overturned this portion of the Constitution.
3: Uh That Schneider v. Rusk has already decided this issue. So they had uh, an issue that came up where uh, nationalized citizens were being treated different than natural born Uh, citizens. So here's what the court wrote. This is the Supreme Court in that case. The statute proceeds on the impermissible assumption that naturalized citizens as a class are less reliable and bear less allegiance to this country than do the native born. This is an assumption that is impossible for us to make. Moreover, while the Fifth Amendment contains no equal protection clause, it does forbid discrimination that is so unjustifiable as to be violative of due process, a native born citizen is free to reside aboard indefinitely without suffering loss of citizenship. The discrimination aimed at naturalized citizens drastically limits their rights to live and work abroad in a way that other citizens may. It, it creates indeed a second class citizenship. So the Supreme Court ruled it is unconstitutional to discriminate against naturalized citizens. This issue is actually already settled.
5: Just no one knows it. So Jenk cites a case. The case is called Schneider v. Rusk, and Jenk says that makes it an open and shut, unbreakable precedent that the Constitution was amended to get rid of the birthright natural-born citizen requirement to be president of the United States. It couldn't be more clear. It's right there. And a lot of people have pointed out that this case had absolutely nothing to do with the requirements for the presidency. But it's actually even stupider than that, so I think it's important for us to actually read over what this case was actually about. So when you look up this case, what you find out is that you have the appellant—this is the person filing the appeal—was born in Germany, came to this country with her parents as a child, and required derivative American citizenship. This is naturalized citizenship. She lived abroad since graduation from college, became married to a German national, and except for two visits to the country— ...has lived in Germany for the past eight years. The State Department denied her a passport... ...certifying that she lost her American citizenship under the Immigration and Nationality Act of 1952, which said that a naturalized citizen, with exceptions, can lose their citizenship by continued residence for three years in their country of origin. Now, she sued, and the basis of her lawsuit was that natural-born American citizens do not lose their citizenship when they move to another country and become a resident in that country for over three years. Therefore, it's completely unfair For them to hold that standard for her, a naturalized citizen, because that is discrimination, unfair treatment, and all that. And the holding actually ended up agreeing with her, which we're going to get into. So the holding was that it is discriminatory and therefore violative of due process under the Fifth Amendment of the Constitution, since there is no restriction Against the length of foreign residence that applies to native-born citizens, though some members of that majority believe that Congress lacks the constitutional power to effect involuntary divesture of citizenship. So, what does this holding mean? It essentially says that the Fifth Amendment guarantees due process. The loss of your U.S. citizenship by just living outside of the country, in your country of origin, if you're a naturalized citizen, for more than three years, is not, in fact, due process. In fact, it is a denial of due process. Therefore, that is not constitutional. And since no similar restrictions exist against natural-born citizens, then it's also discriminatory. That's the basic holding of that case. Now, you might be asking yourself, where in this holding, anywhere, Does it say anything about the requirements to be president of the United States? And if you're thinking about that question, I'm going to break it to you. The answer is nowhere. This case has nothing to do with anything. Jank read a law review journal and said, oh, in this instance, you can't discriminate between naturalized and natural born citizens. Therefore, the restrictions on president, which are outlined specifically in the United States Constitution, don't apply. That's absurd. That's ridiculous. It's constitutional lunacy. So let us be clear. Cenk Uger is not, under the current requirements to be president, eligible to be president of the United States. The
6: Constitution also says the following. Okay, so this is Article 2, Section 1, Clause 5 of the United States Constitution. No person except a natural-born citizen or a citizen of the United States at the time of the adoption of this constitution shall be eligible to the office of president. Neither shall any person be eligible to that office who shall not have uh, attained to the age of 35 years and been 14 years a resident within the United States.
3: So Anna, it's a great question, especially because for folks who are not familiar with constitutional law. But although all of you will get it instantly, The amendments obviously amend the original constitution. Right. And what I just read to you, Schneider, is the Supreme Court said very clearly that the Fifth Amendment amended the constitution to make naturalized citizens have the same exact rights because
5: of due process. Look, I just read you the holding. It in no way, shape, or form says what Cenk claims it says. In fact, When you read the holding in particular, you see this footnote that some of the court justices wanted to rule on whether or not the Congress even had the power to strip citizenship. However, they punted on that major question specifically to give this narrow Fifth Amendment ruling. So this case was actually designed by the court to be a narrow ruling and not to set the broad dramatic precedent that Jenk is arguing for. So it is a stretch to say the least. But more importantly, we actually have another example of the Constitution where you could try to apply this logic, and obviously it's going to fall apart completely. And that, of course, is treason. Now, treason is the only crime defined in the United States Constitution. Not only is the crime defined in the Constitution, but the standard of evidence is also defined in the Constitution. Article 3, Section 3, Clause 1. Treason against the united states shall consist only in levying war against them or adhering to their enemies giving them aid and comfort no person shall be convicted of treason unless on the testimony of two witnesses to the same overt act or a confession in open court by the way if you ever wondered why almost no one ever gets charged with treason in the united states of america It's this reason, because it's defined in the Constitution and it has a specific burden of proof that makes it unique from other crimes in the United States of America. But if I were to take Jenk's argument that the Fifth Amendment does all this crazy stuff with the due process clause that it's not intended to do... I could say that these qualifications for a conviction in treason don't make any sense at all because the Fifth Amendment establishes a due process clause and it amends the Constitution. And therefore, this crime should be tried and prosecuted under a normal burden of proof, not this extra burden of proof. But the thing is... That's not how we've ever prosecuted treason post the Fifth Amendment. It's always been this way. Unless the amendment specifically says that it is amending a portion of the Constitution in order to change it, this would obviously be included as a separate carve-out. That is the same with the qualifications of the President of the United States. Unless you specifically address that qualification, an additional constitutional amendment you can't use this as precedent to overturn the qualifications period point blank, non-deniable, unless you're Jank Yuger.
3: And later uh, fifth amendment jurisprudence in America also includes the equal protection clause of the 14th amendment. So if you want to undo that, you'd have to wipe away a giant chunk of American jurisprudence, which they would have to go wildly against precedent to do. And so,
5: that part has simply been amended out of the Constitution. It is absolutely clear as Schneider. Now he's saying he's going to sue in order to set Supreme Court precedent, but that's also absurd.
3: And by the way, if you're saying, yeah, but Cenk, are you going to have the resources to be able to do this? They take this case to the Supreme Court.
6: Yeah, it's a good question. And yeah. Are you are you lawyering up? Like, What's your plan? Because this will be challenged if yes, you at- are seen as enough of a threat to the Democratic Party.
3: No question. So I have lawyered up. I have the same lawyer Bernie Sanders used in both of his presidential runs. And my guess is I'm going to have some strong allies in this. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm going to the Supreme
5: Court. We're in the month of October of 2023. Election Day is November of 2024. Cenk Uger's plan to be president of the United States is to present a case to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court to take up that case. Ignore what it actually says in the Constitution for Jenks' ridiculous assertion that two years post the ratification of the Constitution, the Fifth Amendment actually changed around the qualifications to be president and somehow made him eligible to be president, even though that is stated nowhere in the Fifth Amendment. And by the way, I just want to point out, That the fifth amendment should have also i guess undone the requirement that you have to be 35 years old to be president and a resident for 14 years in the united states since that specific case had specific implications related to residency and age restrictions that's ageism so i guess that that doesn't count too
3: either i'm gonna win or i'm gonna lose now the case is on our side precedent is definitely on our side so what are you gonna do brother are you gonna sit on the sidelines Or, by the way, not just Schwarzenegger, 25 million Americans.
5: Aren't you guys sick of this? But setting that aside for a second, Cenk thinks that he's going to be able to argue this to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court will side with him, and he will be able to wrap that up by the time November rolls around so that he can be president. So essentially, Cenk wants to have this wrapped up before the Democratic National Convention, which is by like June or July of next year, which obviously is not something that you're gonna do. Could you imagine nominating Jank Uger and then it goes up to the Supreme Court, and then the Supreme Court rules how they definitely should rule, how the constitution demands that they should rule, that he can't be president, and then you don't have a democratic nominee. That makes no sense at all whatsoever. So, yeah, to be clear, not only is Jank Uger completely ineligible to be president of the United States. But his argument that it's an open and shut case in his direction could not be further from the truth. His argument that he's going to be able to take this to the Supreme Court, who, by the way, released their rulings in late May or all the way into the end of June, and that's going to be a something that he could take home with him and make him eligible to be president of the United States by November of next year also makes no sense. This is a complete and utter ego drive from Jan Uger. I think he believes these ridiculous things, but in reality, in actuality, it is not at all supported by the facts. Now, I've heard him talk about how he got over a thousand donors in one day. Jank is quite literally asking for $1 donations so he could bolster the number of donors as a protest donation, and that seems to be ridiculous and absurd as well. Now, we also have potential problems with FEC violations. Now, Stephen Michael Davis did a great video on how they were coordinating with the Young Turks, the corporation, and that probably in a plain reading of campaign finance laws was a violation that could be regulated by the FEC. But another thing that definitely could be a violation regulated by the FEC is somebody who is not eligible to run for president taking presidential donations. So I actually think Cenk Uger in his infinite hubris actually legitimately genuinely open himself up for prosecution by accepting donations to run for an office that he is ineligible to run for now look for the most part you don't really go to jail for campaign finance violations or at least that used to not be true until Dinesh D'Souza donated too much money to a specific candidate and he went to prison as Cenk Uger very notably told him so first of all Dinesh you keep calling her a crook
3: But you just got out of jail and and I get to do that because I didn't spend time in jail for corruption. But you clearly broke the laws. You admit you broke the laws. That's why you went to jail. She never went to jail. Let me ask so you this. You're the worst person in America to criticize her for being corrupt. I mean, you literally broke the laws regarding corruption. But Dinev, Can you? you did it. Can you? you did it. All right. You did it. So I'm not an expert on campaign, uh, the campaign finance crooks of American history. All right. I do know one, and he's on the stage with me.
5: Right. So yeah, Cenk might actually be on his way to a significant fine from the FEC, or a potential federal indictment based on his asinine reading of a Supreme Court case from 1962, his insane reading of the Fifth Amendment to the Constitution, and his complete and utter buffoonery. But I want to know what you guys think down in the comments below. Am I wrong? Did the Fifth Amendment completely undo the birthright citizenship requirement to be president of the United States? Did it also undo the residency requirement? Since the case specifically that he referenced actually has more to do with residency than actually birthright versus non-birthright citizenship and can a baby run for president of the united states because the age requirement also might have been removed by the fifth amendment again let me know down in the comments below all the answers that you guys can come up with and as usual if you like the video show them by leaving a like subscribe for more content follow me on my social medias support me via the support links in the description of this video this has been me talking about jank uger's likely illegal run for president till next time
1: Order now